Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. May the grace, mercy, and peace of God enable and equip us with the faith to look to Jesus and live in the certainty to run the race set before us. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, if I were to ask you what your favorite superhero is, I'd pro- you'd probably think of some of the same heroes as, our, as the children did a little bit ago, like Superman, Spider-Man, Captain America, or any other of the Avengers. And you could also tell me what makes them super. that they can fly faster than a speeding bullet or that their shield could take out an enemy or that they could dangle from buildings with their web. But it's not too often that we equate action heroes with Abel and Enoch or Abraham or Sarah or speak of faith as being a superhero quality. But our epistle text, the great faith chapter of the Bible, gives us a glimpse of what Jesus was talking about in our gospel, or the text that comes immediately after our gospel, where he says, stay dressed for action and be ready. God wants us to live lives of such faith and such certainty right here and now. So we're going to take a look at these action heroes of faith from our epistle text. We begin with Abel, son of Adam and Eve. Our text tells us that he, a herder of sheep, offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, why was it more excellent? Because it was offered by faith. Rather than believe that his sacrifice somehow earned God's favor, Abel offered it because he believed that the seed of the woman would be born to save him from sin. Thus, his sacrifice testified that he was righteous before God for the sake of Jesus, who was to come. And Abel suffered for his sacrifice. Cain took him out into the field and killed him. Thus, the first shepherd was also the first to die because of sin, awaiting the good shepherd who would be led out of the city and be crucified for the sin of the world. Next in our text is Enoch, the one about whom we know the least. Enoch was a righteous man and an ancestor of Jesus, but beyond that we don't know much. According to Jude 14, he was a prophet who warned of God's judgment against sinners. And we also know that Enoch did not see death. Rather, Genesis 5 verse 24 says, He walked with God and was not because God took him. Enoch did not die. Why? Because of his own righteousness? No. But because he lived by faith in Jesus who would taste death for him and then rise again. Faith is the key ingredient to eternal life. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Next, we have Noah, an account that we are more familiar with. 
Noah and his family, eight total, lived as believers in a world that had otherwise totally rejected God. The Lord warned him that the flood was coming and promised deliverance through the ark. Noah believed the Lord's promise and built the ark. And during the decades that this required, he proclaimed God's word and warned others of the judgment to come. But they didn't listen, and so they were swept away. Noah and his family were delivered as heirs of righteousness. And heirs is an excellent word there. Why? Because it shows that they did not earn righteousness. They received it. They inherited it by faith for the sake of Jesus, who would endure the flood of his father's wrath on the cross that he might wash their sin away. Next, our text speaks of Abraham, who was called to go out to the place that he would receive as an inheritance. He had a nice home in Ur, yet he believed God's promise that he would receive the land of Canaan. So he packed up his household and left all that he knew. And the Lord kept his promise. And Abraham dwelt in the promised land. Unfortunately, nobody else outside of his family believed it. Therefore, while all of Canaan belonged to Abraham, all who lived there viewed him as a stranger and a foreigner. Actually, when Sarah died, Abraham had to purchase land for her grave. But despite all this, Abraham trusted God's promise and remained there. He lived by faith in Jesus, who would not be properly received when he came to dwell among his people, but would be the foundation for the city of God, the church forever. And with Abraham comes Sarah, childless throughout her life. At 90 years old, she heard God's promise to give her a son, an absolutely laughable idea, since she was far past the childbearing years. But the Lord promised, Sarah believed, and Isaac was born to her and Abraham. Why? Because Sarah believed the promise by faith. Faith in her descendant, the miracle son who would be born of the Virgin Mary to save her from her sin. We hear of these five saints, and it's quite a list. Why did they do these things? How did they do these things? Our text is quite clear. By faith. By faith and only by faith. And what else does our text tell us about these action heroes? It says that they not only lived by faith, but they died in faith. They saw very few of God's promises fulfilled, but yet they trusted that God would keep them. Therefore, they died believing in what was yet to come. They willingly faced suffering, ridicule, hardship, even death in this life because they believed they were just strangers here. They counted their lives and livelihood as nothing because they had a different homeland, an eternal heavenly country. And so our text honors them with this writing. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. 
Now, you might hear those words from Hebrews 11 and, and think to yourself, I wish I had that kind of faith. That isn't me, though. I'm not like that. I wish I could have faith like them. But dear brothers and sisters in Christ, rejoice. Rejoice, for you do have faith like them. You have the very same faith as Abel and Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and Sarah. Listen to these words of Scripture from Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. What is the gift of God? Faith is, along with grace. Faith is given to you by God with forgiveness. It's not something that can be earned by works. And it has to be that way, a gift. Because if we truly believe the scriptures, that we are born dead in sin, then we realize that we couldn't make ourselves alive. God had to give us life, which he does by giving us forgiveness and faith. Now, God has given you forgiveness for Jesus' sake, just as he did for Abel, Enoch, and the rest of those heroes of the faith. Because like you, they were all born dead in sin. They were all sinful people, just like each and every one of us. Remember, it's the same Jesus, the same forgiveness. And so he gives you the very same faith. Listen to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. And this teaches us two things. First is that the gift of faith is the work of the Holy Spirit. And second, what does faith do? Faith believes in Jesus. It clings to the Savior for the forgiveness that he has won. To have faith is to believe that Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, became flesh and died on the cross for you. You can't believe in Jesus without faith. By faith, you believe in him. And so forgiveness and salvation are yours. Because who died for the sins of Abel? Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and Sarah? Jesus did. In whom did they believe? In Jesus, the Savior who was to come. Their faith held on to Jesus just like your faith does. Again, same Jesus, same faith. Thus, you do have the same faith as these saints. For you have the same forgiveness the same Savior, the same salvation, and the same eternal life. Now, also, when it comes to faith, the Bible speaks of having strong faith and weak faith. And think of it this way. You can use the example of a heartbeat. If you have a heartbeat, you're alive. You're alive whether your heartbeat is strong or weak. Though having a strong heartbeat is far better than a weak one. Likewise, you're alive in Christ whether your faith 
is weak or strong, though a strong faith is far better. So how is your faith strengthened? Romans 10 verse 17 tells you the answer. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. The Holy Spirit gives and strengthens your faith through the word of God. And that's why you rejoice daily in remembering your baptism, where God gave you faith by water and the word. That's why your faith can't wait to come to church, to hear God's word, to study God's word and Bible study, and to be blessed with the encouragement of fellow witnesses and gather strength. That's why your faith delights to feast upon your Savior's body and blood, present in, with, and under the bread and wine by the word of God. In short, faith is a gift given by God, as it was to the saints in our epistle text. Faith clings to Jesus and his forgiveness, as did the saints in our text. Faith comes by hearing the word, as you in the saint and the saints in our text have heard God's word. And so today we rejoice. For God gives us faith and counts us among his saints for Jesus' sake. And you may not suffer death like Abel because of it, though you will suffer. And God grants you the faith to endure. And in the meantime, too, he rejoices in your works because you're a child for Jesus' sake and a good father rejoices in his children. And you may not avoid death like Enoch unless the Lord returns first, but you have been given the very same faith. Therefore, like Enoch, God says of you, I am well pleased with you because Jesus has taken away all your sin. You may not be sent to a faraway land to live as a stranger like Abraham, but like Abraham, your destination is sure and certain. The new Jerusalem forever, whose foundation is Christ the Lord. And like Sarah, by faith, you know that the one who promises is indeed faithful. And so you can be sure of your salvation. Your life may or may not display great acts of obedience like theirs. But of this, you can be certain. The same Savior, Jesus gives you the same forgiveness and the same faith. Therefore, this is true as well. God is not ashamed to be called your God, and he has prepared a city for you, all for the sake of Jesus. By the same faith and the same Lord, you are ready for action, given conviction to live for him and in him forever. Amen.